Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Eckelbarger. Let's buckle up and get ready for another zany ride with Henry Aldrich. This is the 149th episode of The Aldrich Family. Today's show is entitled, Is Henry's Date with Gladys for Dinner? And it originally aired on June 11th, 1942. To a teenage boy, each new day is a new world, filled with all sorts of discoveries and excitements, and even mishaps, which always envy. So it is with Henry Aldrich. The scene opens at the telephone in Aldrich Front Hall. It is Saturday morning. Hello? Hello? Oh, how are you, Gladys? Fine, and you? Fine. Gee, it's swell to hear your voice. Nice to hear yours, too. It is? My goodness, <laughs> Uh, Henry. Henry. Henry Aldrich? Yeah. Well, hello. Hello. <laughs> nice to hear your voice. Henry. Oh, just a minute, Gladys. Yes, Mother. Please come to meet your breakfast. Sure, Mother. Just as soon as I find out one thing from Gladys. What thing, Henry? Oh, I... Uh, uh, do you remember last Thursday, Gladys? I think I do. You mean you don't remember making a date with me? Of course I do. How could I forget that? Well, tonight. And the reason I called, Gladys, about what time do you want me to come over? What time? Yeah. Why, uh, what time were you planning on coming? Well, I wasn't sure whether you wanted me to come in time for... For, uh... For what? Well, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to barge in right in the middle of your... Your, uh... How does 5.30 sound? 5.30? Oh, isn't that a little early? It is? It isn't? Well, well how about 6? Is that... Too early? Why not make it 6.30? 6.30? How does that sound? Sure, 6.30 is a nice round number. Uh, only, uh, is that before? Uh, or that is, would that be after? Yes. Henry! Well, 6.30 will be fine, Gladys. I'll be there. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm coming, Mother. Your breakfast is getting cold. Alice, can you reach the cream, please? Here you are, dear. Thank you. Father. Yes, Henry? Father, you've had quite a bit of experience eating. I beg your pardon? Fantastic grapefruit down to Henry. Uh, what I mean is, uh, people sometimes invite you over to their house for dinner, don't they? There have been occasions. Why do you ask? Well, Father, when someone invites you over to their house at 6.30, does that mean it's for dinner or just social? What's that? Henry, please eat your grapefruit. When I've got something on my mind? Dear, the best way to get something off your mind is to put something in your stomach. Now start on your grapefruit. Yes, Mother. <laughs> Henry. Did I get you, Father? You did. <laughs> Do you see how upset I am, Mother? Alice, let him ask me whatever he's going to. But, Sam... Breakfast won't be safe until he does. Now, who's invited you to dinner? That's it. I don't know. What? I mean, I know who it is, sure, but I'm not sure they are. Of uh, what? Sure. Alice. <laughs> yes, Sam? Alice, he's your son. Translation, please. Don't you understand, Father? No. It's perfectly simple. I've got a date tonight with Gladys Prentice, and I'm not sure whether eating goes with it or not. Oh, that seems simple to me. Did she invite you? Well, she told me to be sure and be there no later than 6.30. 6.30? Yes, Mother. I got the idea that was the absolute deadline. Well, it certainly sounds like dinner. Alice, well, it sounds like nothing of the sort. It might easily be after dinner. Now, Sam Mabel Prentice was a Cavanaugh before she was married, wasn't she? What's that got to do with it? Well, her father was a railroad engineer. 
Henry, she's your mother. Translation, please. Dear, they live right across the street from us, and I know. Mr. Cavanaugh's train got in at 6.15, and they never ate before 6.30. Oh, boy, you mean I'm really invited? No, Henry, let's not be hasty. But you heard what Mother said. They always eat at 6.30. It's in their blood. There's a very simple way to find out if you're invited to dinner. There is? How? Phone Gladys and ask her. Ask her? Right out? Why not? Well, Father, I couldn't. See, if she wasn't expecting me, she'd think I wanted an invitation. Well, don't you? Sam. Look, suppose I do this. Toby Smith lives next door to Gladys. Maybe he could tell me whether they eat before or after 6.30. Finish your grapefruit first. But, Mother, don't you think I should find Henry, out? Henry, do as your mother says. But, Father... Henry! Yes, sir. Now, start eating. Oops, Henry! Gee whiz, Mother, did I get you in the eye, too? Now, see here. Sam, for heaven's sake, let him go make his phone call. <laughs> Tell me what you think. I think you're not writing those dishes very well, Gladys. Oh, my goodness, I'm sorry. And if we're lending our best china to Aunt Mabel for her engagement party tonight, we certainly want to send them over Creed. Yes, ma'am. But doesn't it sound to you as though Henry meant what I think he meant? Well, frankly, dear, I think you may be jumping to conclusions. But why would he want to come over so early if he isn't taking me out to dinner? I'm glad it's the wisest thing for you to do is phone Henry and find out definitely just what he had in mind. Oh, mother, I just couldn't. Why not? Because he wasn't planning on taking me to dinner. My goodness, I'd just die of embarrassment. Oh, now, Gladys. Whether I will, I die right there in a heap. Well, what if he should... Oh, my goodness. You didn't break a plate, did you? No, but I could have sworn I saw somebody up in that big elm tree, right there in our backyard. You, you did? And, Mother, you know who it looked like? Who? Oh, but it couldn't be. What would Henry Aldridge be doing up in our elm tree? <laughs> Yes, dear, and Elizabeth had the same reaction I did. Imagine going out to dinner for no reason whatsoever. Why not? Henry's having dinner at the apprentices. You deserve a day off. Why not? Just the same, Sam. I can't help being thrilled. What time did you tell the Browns to meet us? Seven. And, dear, don't you think you should call the mansion house for a reservation? That won't be necessary. But suppose it's crowded. Alice, I'm positive it won't be. Besides, the head waiter knows me very well. I can always get a table. Boy, Mother, look at my blue serge suit. Mary hung her Angora sweater right next to it. Dear, I'm sure we can clean it up. Clean it up? Could, well, could you do it now, Mother? It's only five more hours until 6.30, and I can't go looking like a bull weevil. <laughs> Henry... I don't like to seem overcautious, but I'd just like to ask once more. Are you absolutely certain you're invited to dinner at the Prentices? Sam, he said he was positive. He's been positive before. But, Father, I told you what I saw with my own eyes when I just happened to be up in their elm tree this morning. Gee whiz, would they be getting out their best china just to eat with each other? I'll be right there, Homer. Sam, I still think you should phone for reservations. Boy, Henry, am I a lucky dog? Am I a lucky dog? You are? Why? I don't have to eat home tonight. Is that right? Sure, didn't you hear? My folks are going out with your folks for dinner, and they gave me a dollar and a half to blow in on any kind of dinner I want. No kidding, a whole dollar and a half? Well, together with the quarter I just earned, I'll be able to eat myself sick. Boy, am I a lucky dog. 
Well, Homer, wait till I tell you about me. Then why don't you get some money from your parents and we'll stuff ourselves together. Well, that's just it. That's just it, Homer. I'm sort of invited out to dinner tonight. You are? Where? To Gladys Prentice's. No kidding. Sure. That's funny. I just delivered something there from the cleaners, and Gladys didn't mention anything about feeding you. Homer, you see this blue serge suit? Yeah. I'm even cleaning Mary's Angora off it. That's how sure I am. Gee, are you a lucky dog. I, mean, I don't think you better wear your blue serge suit. Why not? Because the thing I delivered was an evening gown. Evening gown? Sure. They told the cleaners they had to have it for tonight. Tonight? Oh, boy. Timmy, what's the matter? Oh, boy. Homer, you don't suppose that dinner is formal, do you? In a tuxedo? Sure. And, boy, my father didn't even think I was important enough for good china. Gladys, would you uh, zip me up the back, please? Yes, Mother. And look, why don't I do this? Why don't I call all the restaurants in town and see if Henry has made a reservation? Here, yeah, that's very foolish. Uh, am I zipped all the way? Well, could you inhale just a little bit more, Mother? You know, I I think that cleaner shrunk this gown. Mother, why don't you wear my new gown over that label? I'm much too bony, dear. Oh, which reminds me. Your father and I have been discussing that evening gown, Gladys, and, uh, well, uh, we think it might be wise to sew on a little lace around the shoulders. But, Mother, I'm not pony. We realize that. <laughs> That's why we thought some uh, lace would add a great deal. But, Mother... Now, dear, you know how easily you catch cold. In a year or two, when you build up your resistance, we can take the lace off. And, uh, answer the phone, please. Yes, Mother. Hello? Oh, hi, Gladys. This is Henry. Hello, Henry. Mother, Henry. Oh, that's fine, dear. Now, ask him about your name. Hello? Hello? How, how are you? Fine. How are you? Fine. I, I'll see you at 6.30, won't I? Sure, I'll see you at 6.30, too, won't I? Yes. Oh, and Gladys. Yes, Henry? I just want you to know I never look forward to a meal more. What? I Henry, could you hold on? Mother, dear, Henry, dear. Are you sure? Henry, would you mind repeating that again? About dinner, I mean. Repeat it? Mother, listen. Oh, I said was I'm looking forward to eating with you tonight. Yeah, what do you know? Shouldn't I have said it? Of course you should. Henry, I'm so glad you called. You are? Well, uh, uh, look, Gladys, I... Nothing's going wrong at your end, has it? No, things are fine at my end. That's fine. How are they at yours? Fine. Only, would you mind very much if I wore a maroon tie? A maroon tie? With my tuxedo. See, with somehow my black one seems to have disappeared completely. Tuxedo? You're wearing a tuxedo tonight? Didn't you want me to? Why, well, yes, yes, of course I did. Well? Well, Henry, I have to hurry and hang up now. I'll see you at 6.30. Goodbye. Goodbye. over Gladys lives on this block. Homer, in a formal dinner, which fork do you use first? They have more than one. <laughs> of course. Well, I'd start at the end and work toward my place. And that makes sense. And Henry, if you were me, would you get the businessman special at the Main Street Diner or the table to hold at Hamburger Paradise? 
Well, if well, I were you, you get something under your belt like a good solid bowl of soup and invest the rest in dessert. Gee, I don't know. Boy, here I am with a dollar seventy-five, and I don't know how to eat it up. Can you make this now? What is it? A menu I picked up from the Purple Goose. Does this at the bottom say all meals served with salad and potatoes, or salad or potatoes? Why? Are... Or is it potato salad? Homer, oh, I haven't got time to fool around. Here's Gladys's house. So long. Yeah, so long. Is that Armenian restaurant over in South Avenue? Armenian? I might as well cover the field. So long. Hello, Henry. Oh, gee. Hi, Gladys. I was just about to knock. I saw you coming up the walk. Come in. My goodness, but you look handsome in that tuxedo. I do. <laughs> See, you look pretty handsome yourself. I do? Boy. That's some gown. Wait till you see it after I build up my resistance. <laughs> I'm certainly looking forward to this evening. <laughs> so am I. Well, here's my hat. You're taking it off? You don't think I should? Yes, yes, of course. I'll put it right here on the hall table for the time being. Sure. Boy, I sure am hungry. <laughs> so am I. Yes, sir. Yes. Mmm, what's that I smell? You smell something? I'll say. Mmm, sure smells good. Oh, that's taboo. It is? I've never eaten any. <laughs> that's my perfume, Tilly. Perfume? Huh? Oh, oh sure. Here, Henry. Uh, would you like a glass of tomato juice? Tomato juice? My mother thought you might like some before... Uh, before... Before what? Oh, excuse me, Henry. He's on the phone. Hello? Uh, this is Mrs. Aldridge. Could I speak to Henry, please? Yes, Mrs. Aldridge. Tell me if you're Oh, it is. Thanks, Gladys. I'll be in the living room. Hello, Mother. Dear, your father and I are just about to leave for the mansion house. Is everything all right? All right. About dinner, I mean. Uh, why, well, we haven't started to eat yet, but they just served the tomato juice. They did? Sure. <laughs> we should be going into the dining room for the rest of it any minute now. Well, have a good time. And Henry. Yes, Mother? Sure, Mother. I'll keep an eye on everything. Goodbye. Good time. Henry, I don't want to rush you, but it's nearly seven. It is? Well, where's your mother and father? My mother and father? Henry, did you want them to have dinner with us, too? Why? I don't know. I mean, my goodness, they just left for my Aunt Mabel's engagement party. We're going to eat alone? Why, yes. With just the two of us? Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm ready any time you are. Good. Here's your hat. <laughs> you mean you want me to put on my hat? Don't you think you should? Oh, sure. Just didn't realize it was going to be that formal. <laughs> I want you to know this is the first time I've ever had a formal dinner with any boy in private. <laughs> me too. I mean, you know. My goodness, to be perfectly honest. This is the first time I've ever been invited out to dinner. Is that a fu- <laughs> Invited out? Tell me what's wrong. Why, You uh... invited me out to dinner, didn't you? Why, uh... Sure. Oh, I thought I might have misunderstood you. My goodness, this is going to be a night I'll never forget. It will? Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be one I'll never forget either. <laughs> Getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. 
Because his date with Gladys Prentice began at 6.30, Henry jumped at the conclusion that he'd been invited to dinner. After a quick tomato juice cocktail, however, he learned that Gladys expected to be taken out to dinner. The scene opens in the lobby of the Mansion House restaurant. It is dinner time. Now, stay here. Mr. Aldrich, you're raising your voice. I'm not raising it. Besides, I have every right to. I've been coming here to the Mansion House regularly for 15 years now, and this is no time to tell me they have no table. Naturally, I'm very sorry, sir, but you should have phoned for reservations. <laughs> That's beside the point. Let me speak to the head waiter. I'm the head waiter. I mean the head waiter with the bald head. He left six months ago. He couldn't have. But he did. Now, you're the one who's raising your voice. I'm sorry. Mr. Aldrich, I'm willing to give you a table. I'm, I'm anxious to. But it'll have to be one on the side of the room. But I can't sit behind those palms. I'm allergic to them. To palms? The last time we sat behind them, I sneezed from the fruit cup right through the strawberry shortcake. <laughs> you simply have to give us a table in the middle of the room. Very well, Mr. Aldrich, very well. But you'll have to wait at least 40 minutes. 40 minutes? At least. Now, just a moment. The Browns will be here any second, and they're counting on us to have made the arrangement. I'm sorry, but... Sorry? After we've been coming here for 15 years, all you can say is you're sorry? Alex, please, you're raising your voice. we're not really going to have dinner here in the mansion house, are we? We might. I mean, that depends on whether... You happen to see my mother and father in there in the dining room. Good evening, sir. Just two. Why, could I speak to the head waiter? I'm afraid not. He went home about an hour ago with a very severe headache. Oh. Well, Gladys, do you mind if I talk to the waiter for one second? Is anything wrong, Henry? Oh, no, no. Excuse me. Look, waiter, do you happen to know my mother and father? I'm not sure I've had the pleasure. Well, they're eating here tonight, see? I thought under the circumstances they might like to have us join them and put everything on one check. I'll only be a second, Gladys. A young man, what do your parents look like? Look like? Well, gee whiz, I've never thought of them looking like anything before. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my mother looks like... Like... Have you ever seen my grandmother? I'm afraid not. Oh, well, that's, that, that's too bad. They're the image of each other. I'm afraid I can't help you, son. Hey, Gladys, what are you doing at that table? That was free and I grabbed yeah, it. Yeah, but you can... Down, Henry. Here, I've got a menu for you. Gladys, I... My goodness, look at these prices. Aren't they just terrible? Oh, thanks. Waiter. Waiter. Someone calling me? It's me, over by the doorway. Oh, yes, sir. Have you and the young lady decided on your order? Why, she's still having a little trouble making up her mind. And while she is, I thought I'd ask you, do you have an easy credit plan? <laughs> easy credit? Yes, sir. The easier, the better. No, I'm afraid not. Oh. Well, will you be taking on any help for the summer? We're closed for the summer. Oh. Yes, we usually do. Just look at that. You see my parents? What? Uh, no, no, but look at that young man with his nose pressed against the front window. Where? Right next to the menu. Go away, young man. Go away. Oh, boy, it's Homer. Excuse me. Please tell him he's smudging the entire window. Homer. Boy, am I glad I found you. Just look at these prices. Homer, you haven't eaten already. No, and I'm certainly not going to eat here. Boy, you have to be a millionaire. I know, and that's why you have to lend me your dollar seventy-five. Are you crazy, Henry? That's for my dinner. Homer, don't you want to save me from a terrible disgrace? Not if it's going to cost me a dollar seventy-five. <laughs> I 
glasses. So did I, but somehow I'm taking her here instead. So, Homer, won't you please let me have that money? No. Haven't you any humanity? Not with my son that's involved. <laughs> okay, Homer, okay. Well, you're in a spot sometime. Just come to me for help. Just come to me. Okay, that's Henry. okay, Homer. Pal. Look, Henry, suppose I do this. I'll give you part of my money. Say, 75 cents. That's all? That's all I can afford. Now stand back while I get it out of my pocket. It's all in change. Here, 25. You can make it an even dollar. No. But even their Swiss cheese sandwiches start at 45 cents. I'm sorry. 62, 3, 4. Oh, I beg of Henry, stop grabbing. Homer. Henry. Now look what you've done. See what you mean? Your money went down this grade? Every last cent. And you better go down there and get it. In my tuxedo? Uh, uh, young man, the young lady wanted to know if duck and orange sauce will be all right with you. Well, I'll tell you. Well, I... What about my money? Well, look, mister, could could you tell me where this grape leads to? The cellar, I believe. Homer, if I go down there and get your money, could I have a dollar? Henry, this is blackmail. I'm afraid you can't go down there, young man. Why not? The cellar window's been bricked up for years. What? Oh, boy. <laughs> I think I'll have Brussels sprouts with my duck. Yes, ma'am. Brussels sprouts? So will I. Now, wait a minute, Holmes. Uh, let me run over that order again. Before you do that, waiter, could I have a little private talk with my friend? Again, Henry? Well, just be a second. Come on, Homer. I'll take my menu with me. Henry, I'm starving. Gladys, why don't you have a roll while we're waiting? Listen, Homer, won't you please go home? No, you lost my dollar seventy-five, and the least you can do is feed me. But I, I told you I don't have a cent. So what? As long as you're not going to be able to pay, what difference does it make if you don't pay for two or three? <laughs> well, you can't you at least go easy. Well, okay. Suppose I just have a Swiss cheese sandwich with Swiss cheese. What? I mean, but, oh, look, Homer, what's Swiss cheese? Just a lot of holes. It's the bread that's really nourishing. So? So they give you all the bread you want for nothing. Listen, Henry, I want more than bread for my seventy-five. Sure you do, Homer, sure you do. And you can have all the ketchup and mustard you can eat. Oh, boy, and I thought this was my lucky day. And Gladys, Homer and I are ready to order. But, Henry, the waiter was getting very impatient. I already ordered for you. What? Duck dinners for three. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. So here he comes now with our first course. Gladys, before he comes, could I explain one thing to you? Here you are. Oh, oh waiter. Uh, yes, sir. I, I, I think I think I'd better have another little talk with you. Privately. Yes, sir. But first, here's the check. And the check? Before we eat. Here you are. Gladys, pass me a couple of rolls, quick. Wait, is this number a five? Uh, can you reach the butter? What number, sir? This one with the dollar sign in front of it. Please pass the celery. Yes, sir. That's a five. Oh, boy. Homer, did you know you put a radish in your pocket? I did. Oh, look, wait, there's something I have to tell you. Sir, there's something I have to tell you. That check paid. Paid? Paid? My goodness, what's going on? Well, who paid it? There's a note on the back that explains things. Turn it over, Henry. Well, gee whiz. But what does it say? Maybe in the future we'll all be a little less positive and a little more careful. Well, who's surrendered? Nobody. 
Thank you, Alice. Well, gee whiz. Father, is that you behind that palm? Homer cost you a pretty penny when we got it for free for my father? Oh, sure, but I'll have to pay and pay and pay. Homer, what are you talking about? She was Agnes Stormy at the mansion house with Gladys. She did? Now she's so mad she'll never foot the bills for the movies or a banana split for us again. I'd love to hear from you. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Until next time, in the words of Kurt Vonnegut, Practicing an art, no matter how well or badly, is a way to make your soul grow, for heaven's sake.